O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpachah. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, November 30th. The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Maketz, and it means, At the End Of. Genesis 41, 39-52 Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land, of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second-in-command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, Kneel down! So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. And Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, but no one will lift a hand or foot in the entire land of Egypt without your approval. Then Pharaoh gave Joseph a new Egyptian name, Zephanah Paniah. He also gave him a wife, whose name was Asenath. She was the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. So Joseph took charge of the entire land of Egypt. He was thirty years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. 
And when Joseph left Pharaoh's presence, he inspected the entire land of Egypt. As predicted, for seven years the land produced bumper crops. During those years, Joseph gathered all the crops grown in Egypt and stored the grain from the surrounding fields in the cities. He piled up huge amounts of grain like sand on the seashore. Finally, he stopped keeping records because there was too much to measure. During this time, before the first of the famine years, two sons were born to Joseph and his wife, Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On. Joseph named his older son Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my troubles and everyone in my father's family. Joseph named his second son Ephraim, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. Daniel 7, 1-28 Earlier during the first year of King Belshazzar's reign in Babylon, Daniel had a dream and saw visions as he lay in his bed. He wrote down the dream, and this is what he saw. In my vision that night, I, Daniel, saw a great storm churning the surface of a great sea, with strong winds blowing from every direction. Then four huge beasts came up out of the water, each different from the others. The first beast was like a lion with eagle's wings. As I watched, its wings were pulled off, and it was left standing with its two hind feet on the ground like a human being, and it was given a human mind. Then I saw a second beast, and it looked like a bear. It was rearing up on one side, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And I heard a voice saying to it, Get up, devour the flesh of many people. And then the third of these strange beasts appeared, and it looked like a leopard. It had four bird's wings on its back, and it had four heads. Great authority was given to this beast. Then in my night vision, I saw a fourth beast, terrifying, dreadful, and very strong. It devoured and crushed its victims with huge iron teeth, and trampled their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten horns. As I was looking at the horns, suddenly another small horn appeared among them. Three of the first horns were torn out by the roots to make room for it. This little horn had eyes like human eyes and a mouth that was boasting arrogantly. I watched as thrones were put in place and the Ancient One sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire, and a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. And then the court began its session, and the books were opened. I continued to watch because I could hear the little horn's boastful speech. I kept watching until the fourth beast was killed, and its body was destroyed by fire. The other three beasts had their authority taken from them, but they were allowed to live a while longer. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient One and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all 
the nations of the world, so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. I, Daniel, was troubled by all I had seen, and my visions terrified me. So I approached one of those standing beside the throne and asked him what it all meant. He explained it to me like this. These four huge beasts represent four kingdoms that will arise from the earth. But in the end, the holy people of the Most High will be given the kingdom and they will rule forever and ever. Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the fourth beast, the one so different from the others and so terrifying. It had devoured and crushed its victims with iron teeth and bronze claws, trampling their remains beneath its feet. I also asked about the ten horns on the fourth beast's head and the little horn that came up afterward and destroyed three of the other horns. This horn had seemed greater than the others, and it had human eyes and a mouth that was boasting arrogantly. As I watched, this horn was waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them until the Ancient One, the Most High, came and judged in favor of His holy people. Then the time arrived for the holy people to take over the kingdom. Then he said to me, This fourth beast is the fourth world power that will rule the earth. It will be different from all the others. It will devour the whole world, trampling and crushing everything in its path. Its ten horns are ten kings who will rule that empire. Then another king will arise, different from the other ten, who will subdue three of them. He will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High. He will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. But then the court will pass judgment, and all his power will be taken away and completely destroyed. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of all kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High. His kingdom will last forever, and all rulers will serve and obey him. That was the end of the vision. I, Daniel, was terrified by my thoughts, and my face was pale with fear, but I kept these things to myself. 1 John 1, 1-10 We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Yeshua. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we heard from Yeshua and now declare to you. God is light, and there is no darkness in Him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. 
we are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Yeshua his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Psalm 119, 153-176 Look upon my suffering and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instructions. Argue my case, take my side, protect my life as you promised. The wicked are far from rescue, for they do not bother with your decrees. Lord, how great is your mercy. Let me be revived by following your regulations. Many persecute and trouble me, yet I have not swerved from your laws. Seeing these traitors makes me sick at heart, because they care nothing for your word. See how I love your commandments, Lord. Give back my life because of your unfailing love. The very essence of your words is truth. All your just regulations will stand forever. Powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day, because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I long for your rescue, Lord, so I have obeyed your commands. I have obeyed your laws, for I love them very much. Yes, I obey your commandments and laws because you know everything I do. O Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. Listen to my prayer. Rescue me as you promised. Let praise flow from my lips, for you have taught me your decrees. Let my tongue sing about your word, for all your commands are right. Give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. O Lord, I have longed for your rescue, and your instructions are my delight. Let me live so I can praise you. And may your regulations help me. I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commands. Proverbs 28, 23, and 24 In the end, people appreciate honest criticism far more than flattery. Anyone who steals from his father and mother and says, What's wrong with that? is no better than a murderer. I'd like to speak to you today from Daniel chapter 7. And in this chapter, Daniel has a vision of four different beasts. Now, this chapter is closely connected to Daniel chapter 2, where the king had the vision of this huge statue. So we will look at how they are connected and associated. In Daniel's vision, he saw four beasts, and the first beast was like a lion with eagle's wings. 
and as I watched, the wings were pulled off, and it was left standing with two hind feet on the ground. So this corresponds to, in Daniel chapter 2, the statue with the head of gold, and the head of gold represented Babylon and the king of Babylon. So next we see the second beast, and it looked like a bear. It was rearing up on one side, and it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. And I heard a voice say, Get up and devour the flesh of many people. This beast represents the Medo-Persian Empire. Notice that one shoulder of the bear is up higher than the other, representing that one part of the kingdom was stronger and had greater power than the other part. And this corresponds to the two arms of silver in the statue of Daniel chapter 2, the two arms just like there's two shoulders of the bear. And so these two kingdoms we talked about are historical. And the third beast that he saw looked like a leopard. It had four birds' wings on its back, and it had four heads. Great authority was given to this beast. So this corresponds to the bronze chest of the statue in Daniel chapter 2, and the bronze chest represents Greece. And finally, we have a dreadful and a terrifying beast, and it's very strong. It devours and crushes its victims with huge iron teeth and tramples their remains beneath its feet. It was different from any of the other beasts, and it had ten horns. This corresponds to the two feet of the statue in Daniel chapter 2. The feet are made of iron and clay, and there are ten toes, just like this beast has ten horns. So let's take a look at this last beast, because this final beast represents the kingdom that will be in existence immediately prior to the return of Yeshua. It is the last and final kingdom of this earth that will be in play and then Yeshua will return. So, how close are we to that final end-of-days beast system? Let's take a look at the characteristics of this final end-of-days beast system to see if we can recognize if we see signs of that beast system on the horizon even now. Okay, so... Continuing on in this chapter, Daniel was troubled by all that he had seen, and he was terrified. And he approaches one of those standing beside the throne and asked him what it all meant. And he explained it like this. Verse 17. These four beasts represent four kingdoms that will arise from the earth. But in the end, the holy people of the Most High will be given the kingdom, and they will rule forever and ever. Verse 19, Then I wanted to know the true meaning of the fourth beast, the one so different from the others and so terrifying. It had devoured and crushed its victims with iron teeth and bronze claws, trampling their remains beneath its feet. I also asked about the ten horns. And as I watched, verse 21, this horn was waging war against God's holy people and was defeating them. 
until the Ancient One, the Most High, came and judged in favor of his holy people. Verse 23, Then he said to me, This fourth beast is the fourth world power that will rule the earth. It will be different from all the others. It will devour the whole world, trampling and crushing everything in its path. So, we are seeing the rise of tyranny all over the world. And in particular, Australia is one of the worst. They're actually hauling people who are unvaccinated off to internment camps and locking them down, that you cannot go anywhere. Germany now and Austria, Germany is just considering it. Austria has passed laws now that if you are unvaccinated, you can't go out anywhere. You just got to stay home. And um, it's extremely tyrannical. It's not based on science. It's not based on medicine. It's not based on health. It's all about power and tyranny. So Austria is now rising up. Germany may be following suit. Australia is already there under tremendous tyranny. And um, there have been world protests, protests of citizens. They try to keep it peaceful. Protests in Europe, protests in Israel, protests in Canada and the U.S. But the tyranny is on the rise. And it's... um. Very, very amazing to watch how rapidly this has risen up. So people have been hauled off, have been beaten, have been had rubber bullets shoot it, shot at them um, when they go to a protest or say anything. There's one Hebrew roots messianic leader who lives in Australia, and um, I won't mention the name, but basically he was recently interviewed on a radio station And he said, I can't talk about what's going on in my country, or I'll have the government people knocking on my door. Uh, But I will talk about the kingdom of God. We can do that. So the censorship is extreme. And, you know, people can't put up information about the true dangers and problems with the vaccine, because it's not a vaccine, it's a bioweapon, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, because it'll get deplatformed and taken down. And so all this tyranny has risen up so quickly and it's global. It's not confined to any one nation. And it's not just at the national level. The tyranny operates through governors, through mayors of cities. Uh, It's just amazing how rapidly this mindset of tyranny has risen up. So are we on a track towards this final end of day's fourth beast system, the uh, the dreadful and terrifying beast that tromps on the saints. It's looking like it. I don't think it's as it's in, in all of its fullness. It's got a ways to go, but that system is certainly, I think it's developing and we're moving in that direction. And so notice it does say that a lot of the saints were trampled on and were being defeated. And then Yeshua comes. And 
Verse 25, he will defy the Most High, who's the he, the Antichrist. He will defy the Most High and oppress the holy people of the Most High, and he will try to change their sacred festivals and laws, and they will be placed under his control for a time, times, and half a time. What's that? That's code for three and a half years. That's 1260 days. That's the uh, mention of the Great Tribulation. The Great Tribulation goes for three hundred, for 1260 days or three and a half years or 42 months. The cross-reference to that is Revelation chapter 12, when the woman flees into the wilderness and she goes to a place that is prepared for her by God, and there she remains for 1260 days. So the tribulation, the great tribulation, is three and a half years long. And so that's when the beast system will be in full play and full operation. It'll be fully deployed. And God's people will be greatly persecuted during that time. But here's the good news. 26, verse 26, the court will pass judgment and all his power will be taken away and completely destroyed. Then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High. His kingdom will last forever and all rulers will serve and obey him. So, we know the end of the story. We know in the end we win. But in the meantime, we will go through some suffering. We will go through some persecution. We will go through some terrible loss and even tragedy. But know in the end, we win. There will be casualties along the way. But in the end, we win. And the kingdom that we will inherit and that we will help to rule and reign over lasts forever and ever and ever. And so these momentary trials that we are going through are nothing compared to the eternal weight of the glory of Yeshua that will rest upon us forever and ever and ever. So be encouraged, dear ones. Be encouraged that God's plan is unfolding and We are in this ginormous, huge battle of the millennium between Hasatan and Yahweh. And we're on the right side of the battle. And may we pray for those that we know and love that are on the wrong side. They're on the wrong side and they're blind and they just don't know any better. May we continue to pray for our lost loved ones and pray for their salvation. Pray for them to come to know the truth, to come to know Yeshua. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.